A sunken ship in a NOAA marine sanctuary is added to the National Register of Historic Places. And the National Geodetic Survey celebrates the 15th anniversary of the continuously operating reference station program. You don't know what that is? Stick around to find out. Those stories are coming up today on Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. The wreck of an early 1900s fishing vessel is the latest addition to the National Register of Historic Places. The shipwreck is called the Joffrey. It's 105 feet long, and it's resting on the ocean floor within NOAA's Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary in Massachusetts. The National Register is the nation's official list of cultural resources worthy of preservation, and that's administered by the National Park Service, which is part of the Department of the Interior. The Joffrey was launched in 1918 as a schooner that fished with baited hooks, and it was later converted to an eastern rig dragger in 1939. During its 29 years of service, Joffrey's crew landed over 15 million pounds of fish. An eastern rig dragger, by the way, was a style of fishing trawler common to the waters of Massachusetts Bay in the 20th century. They were gasoline or diesel-powered vessels, and these rig draggers were a transitional design between earlier wooden sailing schooners and modern-day steel trawlers. According to Stellwagen Bank Sanctuary Superintendent Craig McDonald, the shipwreck is a physical link to New England's rich maritime heritage, and it was converted from a hook fishing to a trawling vessel during its lifespan. And what's really unique about this ship is that it made the transition from sail to engine power, And in that sense, it represents a time when both the fishing industry and America's relationship to seafood dramatically changed. The Joffrey sank on August 10, 1947, after its engine caught fire during a return trip to Gloucester, Massachusetts, and that followed a 10-day fishing trip to Nova Scotia's offshore banks. That fire quickly engulfed the wheelhouse, and that forced the vessel's 10-man crew to abandon the ship and row to shore. Decades later, scientists from NOAA and the National Undersea Research Center at the University of Connecticut confirmed the location of the Joffrey in 2005. Then the researchers documented the shipwreck site with a remotely operated vehicle to record the vessel's features. The dragger's remains include portions of its wooden hull, a large diesel engine and propulsion machinery, and fishing gear is still visible on the ship, such as its trawl winch. This work was used to establish the site's remarkable connection to New England's fishing heritage and the sea. This is just one of more than a dozen historic shipwrecks in the sanctuary located and documented by NOAA and the National Undersea Research Center at Yukon. The wreck of the Joffrey is the fourth shipwreck site in the sanctuary to be included on the National Register. The Joffrey's location within Stillwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary provides protection unavailable in other federal waters off Massachusetts. Sanctuary regulations prohibit moving, removing, or injuring, or any attempt to move, remove, or injure any sanctuary historical resource, and that includes artifacts and pieces from shipwrecks. And anyone violating this regulation is subject to civil penalties. Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary encompasses 842 square miles of ocean that stretches between Cape Ann and Cape Cod offshore of Massachusetts. It's renowned for its scenic beauty and remarkable productivity, and it's famous as a whale-watching destination. The sanctuary's position along shipping routes and fishing grounds for Massachusetts' oldest ports also make it a repository for shipwrecks, representing several hundred years of maritime transportation. This month, the National Geodetic Survey is celebrating the 15th anniversary of the Continuously Operating Reference Station Program, 
better known as CORES for short. The CORES program got its humble beginning in February 1994 with the installation of a global positioning system receiver on the campus of the National Institute of Standards and Technology in Gaithersburg, Maryland. This CORES site has remained operational for all 15 years with a few upgrades, and today it's only one of a network that includes more than 1,350 independently owned, operated, and maintained CORES stations. There are more than 200 partners in the CORES network, and those partners represent federal, state, and local governments, as well as academic and private organizations. So what is CORES? It's a program that provides global navigation satellite system data. And this data supports three-dimensional positioning, meteorology, space weather, and geophysical applications throughout the U.S., throughout the United States territories, and in several foreign countries. Each station in the CORES network is a stationary permanent GPS receiver that collects satellite signals around the clock. NGS uses these data to determine precise three-dimensional positional coordinates for the CORES sites. And what's cool about this is that NGS makes these data publicly available via the Internet. So with freely available GPS data from over a thousand CORES sites, surveyors and others need only deploy one GPS receiver to position points with an accuracy to within a fraction of an inch in all three dimensions. The CORES network is an integral part of the National Spatial Reference System, and that's the foundation for latitude, longitude, and elevation measurements used by all civilian federal agencies and the public. The CORES network is expected to continue to grow at a rate of about 200 stations per year over the next few years. If you want to take a look at some of this publicly available CORES data on the internet, come over to our website. We're at oceanservice.noaa.gov. That's all for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's podcast, about the National Ocean Service, or about our ocean, let us know. We're at nos.info at noaa.gov. Now let's bring in the ocean. This is Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. See you next week.